podcast. Um, I'm sick, or not sick. I've been sick literally for like over a month, and I just had like a major allergy attack this morning. So my voice sounds absolutely terrible and like clogged up. Um, and I'll probably blow my nose. 50 times during this podcast and there will be a lot of mucus and you guys already know i literally just say it and then post it i don't edit anything (laughs) so honestly i've been wanting to do a podcast for so long but you already know it's just like out of all the different things that i need to do to maintain income for to pay rent for a space full-time uh to send my kid to school um and to pay rent to live in a house and all of the other things that we have to pay for is people to live on this earth which is really stupid so podcasts are like really low on my list of priorities always looking for investors um into the podcast or people that are interested in supporting financially so that i can do more of this because i love doing podcasts um but also if you're looking for like a more juiced up podcast you've got two options you can venmo me baby at emma-kalo k-a-l-l you can paypal me emmacoa1 at gmail.com you can apple fucking pay me let me know i will give you all the deets or option two you can sign up for my patreon uh the lowest tier right now is 25 dollars a month i believe and with that 25 dollars a month not only do you get um a full like cultural language or history class uh either one or two webinars a month but you also get access to all of the podcasts that i upload to patreon as well as all the behind the scenes like polls and pictures and videos and like all of that other behind the scenes kind of stuff and like helping me design stuff <coughs> you also have access to me personally as like um a, not a consultant but like i can consult my library for you and i can help you like piece things together we can talk about hawaiian names we can talk about tattoos whatever it is that you need you have like more access to me through patreon than through any any other platform obviously because you're paying for it um so if you're looking for a more juiced up podcast you really miss my podcast those are two options for you to to get what you want because you want it and i'm here to give it so um i'm still kind of trying to figure out i think i'm gonna do two i'm gonna do one which is gonna be this one where i'm gonna talk about what i learned as a business owner in 2022 And then I think the other one that I'll do for Patreon today is going to be my best buys in 2022, like best purchases for my business, as well as like some goals that I have for 2023 and like what it looks like in reality, (laughs) you know, like what are the expectations and then what's the reality of what will probably happen. Um, So that's one, that one is definitely going to be like a more intimate look. Um, And this one is just like some quick lessons that I learned as a business owner this past year Uh, because there was a lot that happened this past year and it's nice to just do a little recap I wanted to do this before the end of the year um but time is irrelevant (laughs) and it's like Makahiki is the Hawaiian New Year and then versus the Gregorian calendar which is January 1st right all of that is like like to me personally it makes more sense when we're on our Makahiki calendar because Makahiki calendar is more in tune with the world around us versus centering ourselves as humans and saying we're the most important thing fuck the seasons fuck the wildlife like clearly January 1st baby but anyway (coughs) that's not what we're here to talk about um just a little blurb 
uh, I am working on resizing my planner right now. So for those of you that are a little bit lost in the sauce between the Gregorian calendar and the Hawaiian lunar calendar, don't fear. I have a great tool for you that's on its way. I will be reordering both the bigs and the smalls. Um, so like a half size planner for those of you that just want to tuck it in your tiny little purse and go. And then the big size planner for uh, teacher moms like me that have a gigantic duffel bag everywhere. So talking about um, what are some lessons that I learned this past year as a business owner? Uh, since this is just a quick recap, I think I'll just kind of go through like uh, chronologically how the year went and then like some of the lessons I got from those different seasons of my life. Uh, so this past year, I started as a full-time classroom teacher and I was doing moon paintings um, pretty much like on the weekends out of my garage and out of my home office. Uh, it was really stressful it was like coming off of the pandemic coming off of like or it's like pretty much like the middle we were like I don't want to say wrapping up the pandemic because we I was still teaching from home so like I was teaching from home full-time on a computer and then we were like doing the shift over to coming in person more and I was really uncomfortable because I have immunocompromised parents that are older um my daughter was not able to get vaccinated because she was so young so I had like lots of worries about going back to school at the time just because um, of how, like, I knew my middle schoolers were, like, they would literally cough on each other because it's funny. Uh, so I was nervous to go back to school. Um, and all of that was going on with work. I was, like, really stressed out. And then, um, at the very end of January, Kiala and I got into a really bad car accident. And I could not get into the car physically to drive all the way to Wabnalo. So I pretty much had to quit my job in the middle of the school year um, and I needed some kind of income as a single mom. So I started really revamp, like really looking at Moonkind things and saying like, okay, what's really happening here? <coughs> How can we make this into more of like a full-time income, right? And as um, a single mom, especially, it was super scary for me because it was like, okay, I'm going from having a paycheck that I can depend on um, and that is like building uh credit not credit but like you know building like credibility at, throughout the years as i progress throughout life and eventually want to purchase a home so those are the kind of things that matter on paper right so when it was uh really looking at me trans like it didn't automatically come to me that i should just quit my job and do my moon kind things full time um it took a lot of like bravery and a lot of you guys telling me like you can do this we're behind you we got you we'll support you so thank you to everybody that has been there from the very beginning of Moonkind Things that has jumped in um, a year ago when I really stepped up and started doing things full time. And even if you're just joining now, thank you for your kakao of everything Moonkind Things. So from that season, honestly, like the biggest takeaway that I took was that life is too short. Like the car accident that we got in could have been a lot worse um, easily. Like it was a gnarly one. We flipped over a couple of times. Like I was in the hospital. It was it was crazy. Um, so like really I, the biggest takeaway that I took from that as cliche as it sounds is like literally life is short. Don't spend your fucking life doing stuff that you don't want to do. I was very unhappy in the teaching position that I was at, um, for many reasons that I will go into depth on my Patreon podcast, but not in this public podcast. Um, so I was really unhappy teaching and it was like, I, I felt like the only time that I was really happy was when. I got a couple hours after Ovena had gone to sleep or on the weekends when she was um, at the beach with like my friend or my mom them and it it like brought me a lot of joy to create and I wasn't getting to do that enough um so that was like a really crazy time for our family like that switch over 
Um, and just like literally not being able to get into a car and drive anywhere for at least a month. I think I was like, I couldn't even drive down the street. I had bad flashbacks. Like it was crazy. Um, (coughs) so all of that happened. and And so, like I said, my main takeaway from that time was really that life is short and to do what makes you happy. And like, as corny and cliche as it sounds, I'm so happy that I followed that. Um, and to me, it was always not just about like do what makes you happy but it's like like I always say moon paintings is bigger than a business right like to me it's literally normalizing olelo hawaii so that when you wear a a hawaiian language shirt out in the supermarket or you talk hawaiian in the supermarket people aren't like turning like snapping their heads to look at you like oh my god she speaks hawaiian let me touch her hair like that shit is so irritating and shouldn't be happening in hawaii where that's our native language um and it's also about connecting people and it's also about finding comfort in your own people and like knowing that there's things that we all go through that are con- that like are connected through generational trauma if that makes sense like for example that was the first time that I was really kind of like emotionally on on moon kind things for a little bit and like I was going through it I was super depressed during that car accident time I was having a hard time sleeping I couldn't even take care of my daughter like I couldn't even hold her because my arm was broken pretty much so it was just a really hard time um, mentally and emotionally and I came out with quite a few like emotional um, designs and drops like I, we had our Kulu who was like a crying native indigenous native Hawaiian woman um, I think that's also when we came out with Ka'ualoku which was also like a likeness of a native indigenous woman um, I came out with a couple like January 18th um, overthrow anniversary uh designs because like I said I think that is important for our people not to commemorate like oh that's like like you know oh let's remember the overthrow yay but like we need to remember that this happened to our people and that we're still illegally overthrown because I don't know about you guys but I've been feeling this a lot lately where like I've been feeling like like lost in the sauce like this happens to me all the time on oahu honestly because it's so like everybody doesn't give a fuck about community like everybody's on their rat race nine to five gotta get to work gotta um so like it's all about the individual you know what i mean on oahu versus like the aina and land connection and the community connection on the other outer islands um so it was really hard for me and then i also had like just gone through some child loss um earlier in that January time period so it was like a really fucking hard time for me like it was crazy it was just a crazy time and like I said um I really pulled from that time like for me it was like okay this could have been a year you know where I was gonna have another baby it could have been a year where and so I had to like turn it around and not be so sad about it and I had to just tell myself like you know what what we're gonna do this year is we're gonna travel like I wouldn't have been able to travel with a brand new baby I wouldn't have been able to focus on Mungkai things with a brand new baby um so where I just like really told myself I was gonna take this year to really like go travel and like you know enjoy life because I was so sad about losing that part of my life so that lesson for that season was really just to like girl it's all good like we're gonna get back up and that was a a point like a really low point for me where I just was I was struggling mentally and emotionally so I had to just tell myself like we're gonna travel we're gonna do all of these markets we're gonna connect all these people we're gonna do so good with Moonlight Tings and when it's ready to happen again it'll happen again 
um so that was really like that january february and then we kind of stepped into march and april and may and so that's when you see that we're stepping up a lot on the markets so definitely a lot of the lessons and like things that i took away from markets this year were that i need to plan earlier in advance honestly um like my whole entire personality is procrastinating i don't like to say procrastinating because i get it done and i get it done good on time um and i don't wait till the last minute i do like chunk out my work but to me like a month is like enough time you know what i mean whereas realistically like throwing together a big market you need at least three to four months and you could see at some of my markets towards the end of the year where i kind of like fell off from market planning um like the caliber of the markets at the end of the year versus the caliber of the markets at the beginning of the year and like in the middle of the year we're just like, very 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 different i also learned that Kauai is like super expensive like the accommodation and the car um and the food and stuff like the money that we spent on that i mean i still paid for everything through the trip like through the stuff that i sold but it was like way less of a profit margin than going to Hawaii Island, for example, where um, I feel like there's a lot more stuff available. And I think uh, it goes back to like how small Kauai is and how big Hawaii Island is. So definitely, if you're looking to start traveling like as a business owner and doing markets, number one, hit me up because I'm always looking to update my roster. And number two, um, just keeping those kinds of cost things in mind. So Maui, I always did really good. Um, Maui shows out and shows up every single time. Um, Hawaii Island is always super good um Kauai I didn't get like as much of a um like as I didn't make as 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 high sales as I normally do on outer islands um again I think it's because Kauai is kind of small so maybe there's just like not as many people um but yeah or like also you know what else I, I kind of like gleaned from that was that um was that Oh, Outer Islands people, like, in my opinion, want to see Oahu stuff more in person because they want to shop these different places, but they obviously don't get the chance to go to Oahu all the time. Or, like, if you do go to Oahu, you're seeing your family and your friends. You're not going shopping necessarily. And if you are, you're going to go to, like, one mall, not, like, all these small little boutiques, right? So there's a lot of value in Oahu people traveling together in a market. And I still have yet to do that. All my Oahu girls are always like, yeah. And then they fucking bail out at the last minute. So, um, yeah, I guess that's kind of what we're looking at more for 2023. I'm definitely doing way less markets and they're going to be bigger. So it makes more, it's more bang for my buck because believe it or not, guys, let me say this again. Believe it or not, a lot of money, time, effort, and energy goes into planning a market. And if you've been to one of my markets, you know that it's never just a market. There's always something else. Like there's kid activities or there's like live entertainment or, you know, like there's something that we're doing or a free screen printing booth or something Um, because number one, it's really good for attracting customers. And number two, I think that it's important for parents to be able to have like something to keep the kids busy. I guess that's me as a mom to something to keep the kids busy so the parents can shop. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm also really picky about like who I affiliate with, like, um, renting venues from wise and that kind of stuff. So it's fucking hard you guys to do all of these things, coordinate with all these different people, <coughs> travel <coughs> to a different Island, leave my kid for like three four days for a market you know so um to be completely honest a big lesson that i took away from that was like people don't give a shit 
And, like, I know that sounds kind of jaded and, like, probably not what everybody wants to hear. But the reason I took a step back from doing markets was because people don't give a shit. They think that it's so easy and it's nothing. And I said, okay, go for it. You go do it then. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at these days is just like, these are the markets that I'm going to do and that I'm going to put together. I'm going to have at least three months in advance to be really doing them. I have my whole year planned out. Of course that keeps changing literally like every month. But the biggest lesson that I took away from like that whole market year and market experience was, um, to, to have all your ducks in a row early so that it doesn't matter if anybody doesn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Because I did my part. And I got everything taken care of financially and emotionally and mentally and physically. So that's that on that. Um, So that was like the big market time. And then a huge lesson that I definitely learned was planning my drops earlier too. So one thing that I took away from 412 The Label, who's Penny, she's based on Hawaii Island. I had her in store for like an exclusive collab, Um, but she's really taking off. Her business is doing so awesome. Go ahead and check her out on Instagram, 412 The Label. Um, so one thing I took from her was she was already like, she already had, so her business went viral from her Halloween October drops, uh, I think in 2021. So she was like ramping up for months for her Halloween drops because I think at that point she only had like one or two machines. So she probably had to be like working day and night to come up with like hundreds of things for the Halloween drop. I did notice that she had some really... She had some really um, good sales, though, like towards the end of October. So that was also a great tactic, right? Because after the season has passed, if you're creating seasonal things, nobody wants to wear it, to be honest, unless you can create things that are like you can wear them all year long and during that season. So um, she had like started marketing like she had her stuff on her website at least like a month before October so that people could receive the products wear them enough throughout spooky season and then um she did like a huge sale like 70 percent off or something like something crazy um towards the end of october and then she had already had the november designs up and then already her december you know what i'm saying so giving people time to like see it order it get it in wear it during the season instead of me i'm always like october 1st And then with my processing times, they don't get it to the middle of October. And like, honestly, I would be frustrated as a customer too. So that was a great lesson for me to take away was to start building out my entire year. This was the first year that I had done my business full time. So definitely lots of lessons were learned. Um, And then also, uh, I would say like my overall big takeaway this year was definitely um, like money, like um, getting, honestly, I wish I had an accountant or like a bookkeeper because I need somebody to tell me, girl, what the hell are you doing? Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Uh, oh, I need to stop fucking giving away free things. I do that. And like, at first it was like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, I make enough money here so I can have some wiggle room here. But um, right now after Christmas, after, um, I didn't work for pretty much the whole end of December and this beginning time of January, I've just been like going in once in a while. Um, really just like trying to create that holiday break magic for my daughter. Um, so after all the Christmas presents and not working for pretty much like a month, it has definitely been super hard financially. Not super hard. I'm okay financially, but it's like, looking at because 
Keala's stepping out of the atelier, so I'm going to be in charge of paying rent for the full atelier. Um, so that panics me, definitely. But we are going to figure it out. I've tried to, you know, step up atelier rentals. I've tried to bring in more vendors. I've tried to do more workshops. I've tried to even take on new hobbies that I was hoping would make more money, like the tufting and tattooing even, um, eventually maybe. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at. And that's kind of the lessons that have been taken from 2022. I'm going to go ahead and end this here. And then I'm going to hop over to the Patreon podcast where I'll talk about some of my best purchases for my business this past year, as well as some of the goals that I have this upcoming year and like reality versus expectations. Mahalo no koho aloheana mai, ahui ho kako.